1: Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
0: This
2: is
1: a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views, and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by The Beer Keller, Liverpool One.
2: Hello and welcome to the weekly catch up here from a view from the Bullens. I'm Ben, as always, as the host, and I'm joined by the Bobble to discuss the week in the life of an Evertonian and especially Everton Football Club. Before we get started, Bobble, it's a very snowy Friday. You've got your Bobble hat on. <laughs> How's your week been?
1: It's not too bad yet. Yeah, it's pretty cold and it's the snow is falling. But yeah, it's it's been an okay
2: week and obviously a, a huge weekend ahead, mate. How's yours been? Mate, it's been good. There's a lot of building work obviously getting taken place in my house at the moment. A few quotes coming in. So, if the doorbell goes or you hear any noise, I'll just leave them outside, stranded in the cold because this is far <laughs> more important for me. <laughs> Bobble, I'm going to take you back then to Nottingham Forest last Sunday. Let's go back all the way to Sunday. You went in the game, didn't you? How, how was yeah. it, obviously, for you? What was the feeling amongst the fans? And do you feel like that we were unlucky eventually to, to not come away with three points?
1: Yeah, I was really looking forward to, to going to Nottingham Forest. Obviously, we, Everton hadn't been to the city ground for many, many years. And for I, pro, I, I presume for a lot of Evertonians, it was the first visit to the city ground. So I was really, really intrigued to go there. I'd been there once or twice before for a pre-season game and to see Nottingham Forest against the team in the championship many years ago. So, yeah, it was really good to go back there. I really liked Nottingham as a city. Um, went with my family, went with my dad and my brother and, and my fiance, uh, And we had a you know a really, really good day. Um, went round Nottingham. A second, sorry. Mrs. Bobble. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Bobble came <laughs> with me. Uh, went around Nottingham for the day, went into a few bars. And yeah, it's a really, really nice town. And um, walking up the city ground from town was a nice walk. Chilly, but a nice walk. And it was always going to be a difficult game. You know, Nottingham Forest away from home have, have been really, really poor. The, their away record similar to Everton's on the road. But at home, their home record is, is excellent. Uh, really, really good. I think they were 10 and beaten prior to the the game against us at the City ground and, and have just come back off a draw against Man City at, at home so it was always going to be a difficult game there's no easy game on the road in the Premier League of course but Forest if they do stay up and in, in they do stay in the Premier League it'll be because of their home form so I think it was a must not lose game obviously it would have been nice to win but it was definitely a, not, a must not lose game we couldn't afford for a six point swing and Nottingham Forest to pull further ahead of Everton we needed to keep them in the pack which, which we kind of did by holding them to a draw um, I know that disappointed some Evertonians not not picking up the three points, but a pragmatic view would have been it's an okay point. You know it's decent enough. Their home record's good, and ultimately if we win Saturday against Brentford, four points from Forest and Brentford is is, is okay. It's a decent return. So yeah, it was a pretty good day, mate. If I'm honest. Um, It would have been nice, obviously, like I say, to pick up the three points and leading the game twice. I think that's the most disappointing thing, isn't it? Taking the lead twice and not being able to to hold out. But when Brennan Johnson made it 2-2, I think if we were all honest, there was then only going to be one winner, Ben, uh, if there was going to be a fifth goal, and that was going to be probably to Nottingham Forest. So all in all, it was a really, really good day. Um, And ultimately, if the results aren't good, it's nice to spend time with your family, isn't it, mate? And and have a good day out. And, And that's what it was. It was a really, really good day in Nottingham but it would have been nice to come in with the three points. Um, you didn't travel. It was one of the few games you've you've missed this year. You were gutted, weren't you, to, to miss the city ground?
2: Yeah, absolutely gutted. And obviously the lads that I normally go with all went to Hooters before the game, so I obviously missed that as well. So, you know, every now and again, it's good to travel to an away game. But I was absolutely gutted about this one because obviously Nottingham Forest, it's quite a prestigious ground, a very well-recognised ground. Um, a lot of... Fans hadn't actually travelled there before, so there was a real, real need for tickets. So I was gutted. Um, Obviously, Mike, Jordan, my brother, Lawrence, they all travelled down, said they had a great day, obviously bumped into you and said hello to everyone that goes on about Everton. But look, before the game, I would have took a point. It's it's one of them games away from home, and people can say they're one of the worst teams you've played. I I get it. They, They were very, very poor for about 65 minutes. I felt that Everton began to fatigue a lot quicker than them. That probably shows how much lack of depth and squad that Everton do actually have at the club. Damari the Gray started up front. He ran his socks off. Obviously, Decore made that slight error leading to their second goal. Um, and that, that's just down to, to fitness. Obviously, the players have been playing week in, week out. Everton haven't got the squad to make changes up that some teams do. Obviously, a few injuries and the, the personnel. I was happy to come away with a point. It was just imperative that we did not get beat for me. Uh, if we would have lost that game, that's a six-point swing in Nottingham Forest favour. And that probably would have seen them out of the scrap for me. I think they obviously are five points behind them. I think now five or six. So there is still ground to, to make up. Um, so I'm not coming away with, with not getting anything from the, the city ground is massive. I think if we concentrate on our home form, try and win our home games and then try and sneak the odd point or three away from home, we're going to be okay.
1: Mm. Uh, Isn't it classic Everton? Isn't it classic Everton that the player that we were looking at in (laughs) Denon Johnson before Nottingham Forest got promoted, bangs him too?
2: (laughs) Well, well, let's be honest, he scored the Goodison as well, so he scored three goals against us, hasn't he, this season? It's typical, isn't it? And he looked good, didn't he? He did look really lively. Oh, very, very good indeed. I think if Nottingham Forest didn't come up last season, I think he'd be playing in the the blue of Everton, to be honest. I think we spoke of in the summer regard and obviously summer transfer windows and that Everton were heavily scouting Brennan Johnson last Mm. year. He struggled initially, uh, obviously in the Premier League, but he's come really, really good and he showed his class. The first goal, you know, Jordan Pickford parries it out to Brennan Johnson. It's an easy finish. I think he could potentially do a bit better with that save initially um, from Morgan Gibbs-White, who, let's get it right, them two players arguably are what keeping Forrest forest fit and firing at the moment, because I think ultimately Everton should have won that game. I think we could have potentially seen it out, and Sean Dice should have been absolutely furious that he didn't get home and see out the 2-1 victory. But look, mm. it's a positive, it's a point away from home. Set six games now for Sean Dice, seven points. I think if you compare that to Frank parts. Lampard- one point in six games, ultimately before Sean Dice come in. It's small improvements. We've got to remain positive. We've got to try and like unify and, and, and keep going forward, looking at the positives and looking at some positives, Bobble. That brings me on to the next midweek going on at Everton Football Club, yeah. which is the media roundup show you did earlier on the week. Um, so you've done your media roundup show this week, discussing the MSP investments and various other things. And for anyone listening to our, to our free episode, if you want to have a listen to that and get more exclusive content, exclusive stuff, subscribe to our Patreon, give us a go. The link's in the description. Um, If you want to hear about all things that's going on in the background of Everton Football Club, follow the link, go to our Patreon, give us a go, have a look, see if you like it or not. Hopefully you do and leave us any feedback. But Bobble, in that media roundup, you spoke about Dominic Calvert-Lewin and he is probably so imperative for this Everton football team it's staying in the Premier League for me we need him back as sooner rather than later don't we it's good to see that you know we said that they are managing him he is back out on the grass but you know where's it up to with Dom then Bobble
1: yeah we need Dominic back don't we and and as I said earlier in the week on, on your Patreon channel on the Patreon channel it's he's so big for Everton because we don't really have another player like him we just don't have another profile like Dominic Calvert living but He's having to be managed with extreme caution. He has his own personal physio at the football club who works with him day to day on a one-to-one basis. Um, and we've monitored him very, very well. Um, I know it's really, really frustrating for Evertonians and, and even Dominic that he hasn't been back quicker um, since the Arsenal game. And I've always said, and I'll, I'll reiterate it, that Arsenal game was high risk, high reward. Then we knew going into the game that he had a slight niggle in his hamstring. Um Sean Dyche believed at the time that it was a huge game and we needed to play him and, and roll the dice, and we did. We won 1-0, but obviously we then paid the price with Calvert-Lewin then being out for a number of weeks since then and having to be withdrawn around the 60 65th minute of the game against Arsenal. So it was high risk, high reward. It paid off on the day, but then since we then suffered with his tightness and his soreness and his his unableness to, to sprint at 100% on the training pitch, which has then prevented him from being in matchday squads, That's where it's at. He's returned to the grass this week, which is a huge positive. And it is improving and it is looking better. Um, But he will be judged uh, day to day. That's the way they're managing him. And if they don't deem him, or if Sean Dyche and the medical staff don't deem him to be 100%, then he will not feature for Everton. He won't even make the bench, Ben, unless he's 100%. That's how serious they're now taking... Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's hamstring and and, and muscle injuries previous regimes would have put him on the bench if he was 80% fit to just try and get 10 minutes out of him but that's not the case under this management they won't do that they could have done it down at Nottingham Forest Um, he actually travelled to Nottingham Forest Um, you know he he had even had his family at at the city ground Um, and there was obviously that, that morning in the hotel there was a glimmer of hope that he may make the bench but they deemed, no, we're not going to roll the dice, even for him to do the warm-up and, and everything like that. We're not going to do that. Um, and, and that's absolutely fine. I think that has to be respected. Like I said, I know, I know it's frustrating for Blues to hear it, and I know we all want to see him back in in and around the first team on a match day, but we have to trust the process, and we have to trust our management team here and, and the medical team. Previous regimes have got it wrong. That That's a fact. They've handled the situation wrong. Uh, and they've probably let down Dominic calvert to a little bit as well. They've let him down in terms of not managing him correctly or rushing him back or putting pressure on him. Um, so we've just got to trust this, this, this medical team and Sean Dyche's team that they're going to get it right this time. And if he's not 100% fit and he's not in the matchday squad, then OK, I'm disappointed as an Everton fan, first and foremost, that our number nine's not playing. But I'm content that he is being well managed now and they're looking after his best interests as well as the football club. There's no point playing him, Ben, or throwing him in the squad if he's only 70% fit. It, it's, it's worthless. Everton need all hands to the to the pump. Um, and if Dominic Cavallon not 100% fit, then, then so be it. It is what it is. Uh, and we have to roll with the punches as, as a set of players and a set of staff to try and get the three points. And we'll try and address it in the summer. You know, the whole striker problems. We'll try and address that in the summer. But right now, I've got no qualms about what's happening. I believe that they are looking after his interests. And, it is what it is, Ben. It's frustrating, I agree. Um, and let's just hope he's 100% fit and he can feature. The one positive is that there, there is obviously an international break coming up. And I know we have some huge games, but there is an international break coming up, which will then buy Everton and Dominic Cavallo in another couple of weeks, where he can then maybe feature in an under-21 in, in under game. Um, but let's see if he's fit enough to make the bench, Ben, against Brentford. It'd be great. It'd be huge. It'd be really, really good from a psychology point of view, for him to be in and around it on a a match day and especially for the fans to see him warming up um, because he is that big for Everton. There's no doubt about that. But we spoke previously, Ben, you know, last season on on the Patreon channel in terms of how he was being managed by Rafa Benitez and the medical staff at that that present time. And they they were wheeling him out with one leg in reality at times and it was not fair. And that's not me sticking up for Dominic Cavaloon because, I know there was a lot of frustration towards him from Evertonians, but they were literally wheeling him out with one leg, full well knowing that at any point his hamstring could go or his quad could go. And looking back, it, it, it was really, really poor to do that to a professional footballer, especially someone that's so important as, as Dominic Carver-Lewin to this football club, just rolling the dice game after game after game. Um, but it is what it is. We can't look back now, like I previously said, and Sean Dyche and the medical staff, they are taking the right steps now to try and put a plan in place. They've even gone into depth, Ben, in terms of looking at what he's doing in his social life. And I don't mean what he does in his modelling career. I mean in terms of like what, what mattresses he's sleeping on and, and things like that. That, that. That's how serious they're now taking it. And that, that's massive. That just shows how serious the medical team and, and Dominic and, and, the, and the playing staff are taking it to try and prevent these muscle injuries from happening in the future, Ben. And that has to be uh commended you know going into it in that depth and i know people say well that's their jobs it is of course but to go to that length that just shows how serious they are and and how keen they are to to prevent these niggling injuries that have prevented dominic calvert and over the last you know good 12 18 months now from featuring week in week out so that's where it's at ben um the positive i will end on the positive is that he is back in training and he's back on the grass and and that's absolutely huge for this set of players for me. It's huge, mate.
2: I quite like Sean Dice's response to it all as well, that he gave him some fashion advice, because he kind of joked about how Dominic is in a good state of mind and he told him about some fashion advice. So it'd be quite interesting if Sean Dice follows the advice from Dominic Carvalho lewin and wears an extra-long baggy suit, <laughs> you know, to the game. You just don't know, do you? But. Um, my thoughts on Dominic Calvert-Lewin, it's imperative that he's back sooner rather than later. I think if he's back for some of these crucial games that are coming up, that we are ultimately going to stay in the Premier League. I think he's that important. He might not score as many as that he once did under Carlo Ancelotti, but he makes this team tick. He's that focal point, he's that battering ram, he's that bully that this club needs up front as the number nine to drag us over the line once again. As you quite rightly said, Raphael Benitez has misused him, mismanaged him. And I think Frank Lampard did to an extent. I think there was a lot of talk regarding Dominic Calvert-Lewin's leg and he continuously tried to bring him back to play over and over again. And I think with Dominic, I think another thing that people very rarely speak about is how finely tuned he is. I know some of the, the women and other people who take it, a bit of a bit of like and love to these players. You can tell by his body; he's absolutely ripped to death. You know, there's not an ounce of fat on him whatsoever, and he's got obviously a lot of fast twitch muscle fibers genetically. Obviously, he was born with, so he is that finely tuned that he is prone to these these injuries. I think he's got one of the highest leaps in the Premier League, and that's obviously um, all the training, the, the plyometric training that he's obviously put into his to his game he, he jumps so so high it's unbelievable so he is so finely tuned and if you do like that bit of information ladies and gents head over to our patrons channel there's so many obviously exclusive contents the link is below so much more roundup in regards to all players all goings on the investments are much much more
0: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care
2: As always, thanks for the support of our ongoing sponsors, at the Beer Keller, Liverpool, C and D Engineering Consultants, and a brand new sponsor to the channel, Advanced Building Supplies. Without these, the, without the help of these sponsors, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, thanks to the support of all the people that subscribe to our Patreon. If you want to join, I said before there is a link below. Bubble, Brentford tomorrow. How big of a game is this? And are you looking forward to attending Goodison Park in the snow, in the ice, in the cold and making it horrible as always?
1: Every game's massive. Every home game is huge. Teams stay up in the Premier League through their home form, Ben. Am I looking forward to the cold? No, I'm not. Uh, I might try and get an electric blanket from someone. Um, Do you know anyone, Ben, that can give me an electric blanket in in, in one of the suites? (laughs)
2: Don't start coming for me. I had to put a tweet out earlier telling everyone that I was sitting up there, but I'll try and throw one off to the Bullens for you. you
1: (laughs) So, yeah, it's a huge game, mate, and and it really is a big game. Like I say, our home form has has got to improve. Brentford are a good team. You know, let's not underestimate them. Let's show them the respect that they they deserve. They are a good team. 12-game and beat and run. Very well drilled under Thomas Frank. They're almost a better Everton in the way they play. They're, they're quite physical. They play some decent football. They've got some real tough players mentally and physically with a little bit of flair. They've got a really good striker in Ivan Tony. where, without going too much into, into his problems at the moment, he is... Shouldn't he be playing. Shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be, but he currently is. And he's a top striker. He's a very, very good striker. And they play with him up front. He was, he's their Dominic Lewin. in respect. He's that sort of that p- profile of striker for them. Um, and he's fit and firing they, they've got some really capable players and like I said they're very well coached by Thomas Frank who's an excellent manager um, so it's it's a very very difficult game and Brentford won't be coming to Goodison and fearing Everton they won't they, they, they don't really fear anyone those sort of teams they're quite punchy um, so it, it's going to be a tough game it really really is and it's it's going to be bitterly cold hopefully the Everton crowd is rocking hopefully it's it's, you know, that toxic atmosphere towards the away team and, and we're, we're booing every touch they have. We're snapping at their ankles and we're letting them know that they're in for a battle and they're in for a game. And if they are going to take a point from Goodison or three points, whatever, they're going to have to really fight for it because that's what we've got to do now. We've got to work teams when they come to Goodison and make life as difficult as possible. Um, it's, it's a big game for, for Sean Dyche, Ben. Um, you know, one point after the last three games from Aston Villa, Arsenal and Nottingham Forest, one point. It's not great. We probably would have liked maybe three or four. We've come with one. And I feel obviously after Brentford, it's Chelsea away next, which regardless of their form and their troubles, they're coming off the back of a huge win against Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League. That They may have turned the corner with Graham Potter. We don't know yet. Um, But it's never easy going to to Stamford Bridge or London, as we know our away form is diabolical. So, it, it's a big game for me, this one, Ben. And I just feel that if we can win, it puts some immense pressure on teams around us. But of course, mate, if we lose and teams around us do well, we could all of a sudden see a bit of a six-point swing and we could be in trouble. So we've got to take it game by game, of course. But our home form is going to be imperative if, if this football club stays in the Premier League. And Saturday against Brentford, it's, it's no different. And um, again... We will have earmarked one of you know this sort of game just like we did at Aston Villa where points can be had. Um, so we, we've just got to attack the game, Ben. Attack what's in front of us. Get Goodison rocking. Make life very very difficult for Brentford. And hopefully, fingers crossed. I don't care if it's a lucky win, if it's an own goal, if it comes off someone's backside. I do not care, mate to try and get a result (laughs) and try and get three points so we can all sleep better at night. (laughs)
2: Hopefully Neil Moore pays for his confidence but ultimately it's, it's a massive three points. If the game gets called off, you know, tomorrow with the ice and stuff I'll be made up and hopefully Tony gets banned, Dominic Cavalier comes back and we can take all three points but it's going to be difficult. I agree with everything you've said. I think this is probably one of the games that Sean Dyche has maybe earmarked as a home win. Me and you Bob will have a chat on the phone and We've gone over all the fixtures of all the teams around us and it's a difficult weekend for all of them. I think Leeds, Nottingham Forest, um, Southampton have got a difficult game with Old Trafford. Bournemouth are playing, obviously, them lot over the park. So there's a lot of there's a lot of games where the bottom half isn't going to pick up points. And you look at Everton, I think Leeds have got Brighton at home. Um, that's a tricky game for them. But they'll be looking at us going Brentford's a tricky game for them. The one beating in, is it, is it six or nine? I think it might be nine now. So, you know, it's, going to, it's always going to be a test. Thomas Frank is a top, top, top manager in my eyes. He's someone that I wanted to potentially replace Frank Lampard before we hired Sean Dyche. But I am still happy with Sean Dyche. I think he is where we, I expected him to be. There are small improvements. Obviously, every week the players are now getting customized to Dyche ball, a lot more fitness, a lot more chances. And I think if we just play our own game, I think we can really get at them. Obviously, they are a big, big physical side. They've got Ben Me, they've got that massive lad who plays next to him, whose name escapes me. Who they signed in the summer. He's like six foot seven. Scored the first goal against Fulham. He's a big centre half, a big, big boy. It's gonna we're gonna be right against the cost. I think from throw-ins, set pieces. But look, we're a big side as well. You know, Onana, Michael Keane, Tarkovsky, all all good early. Um So we should. it's going to be a really interesting game. It might not be the nicest football, but it's going to be very, very physical. Uh, I also like that, obviously, Rico Henry that they've got on the left. Obviously, Jansen in the middle. He's a very technically gifted player. They have got a very good, structurally sound squad, Brentford. But they do predominantly play better at home. I think their travels, they've got two away wins all season. So they do struggle on the road. Revan can maybe look at that as a positive and play our own game, win the midfield battle as always, and try and nullify them, try and nullify giving away stupid set-pieces, stupid fouls, and just play our own game. Go out there. Goodison's going to be at its best, I've got no doubt. It's going to be unbelievable. We've seen the massive push on social media in regards to Goodison Park atmosphere. I think, ultimately, there will be some additional flags and banners out. I think there will hopefully some blue pyros going around and... We can eat the blue smoke again that we ordered back in the last season because we are at that stage again. Ultimately, we're there. It's, it's all or nothing. It's, it's Goodison Park or not. I think the home form of Everton is actually ultimately going to decide if we play Premier League football. Brentford being one of them, you've got Fulham, you know, Tottenham, City, Bournemouth. These are all winnable games. Obviously, we've got a point at the Etihad. We can beat Brentford. We can beat Brentford. I know some people laugh at me and they're laughing at my positivity I think Everton get out this mess, regardless of what other people are telling me and what they're saying. They've looked at our fixtures. I've looked at the fixtures, and this Everton team, I understand that we don't score goals, but I'm remaining positive because that's what we do, and that's all we can do. But just off topic, obviously next week, the March the 17th, we have our St. Patrick's Night Special live at the Beer Keller. All our listeners and patron members and whoever comes to these events they absolutely love them. We've got live guests and obviously Ryan Rooney. He's obviously singing of what was a massive success at the Christmas event. There are still a limited amount of tickets available. I think there's about 20 or 25 tickets available. We have won a, co- won a competition as well. So thanks to Beer Keller for providing a ticket in order for a set group of Everett fans to come and experience the night for free. So if you're still looking for a ticket, come along and join us. Have a look at our social medias. We'll post a link all over Twitter. Come and give us a go of one of them. Ultimately, if we do stay up, the end of season one's going to be absolutely massive. Thanks, as always, Bobble, for joining us for this free podcast. We hope you're enjoying them. It's something that we thought that gives everyone a chance to listen to us. But if you do enjoy it and you do want to hear more, head over to our Patreon link. The link is below. In the meantime, stay safe and all the very best.